Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Here we go again. It is Monday. And this is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainers in Africa. We're hoping that we will get a little something or another from him at some point during the show that we can share with you. But Holly's filling in. Hello. And Sonny's running the controls. Hello. So we're just having a little girl time. Uh, and we'll be like this for the week. So settle in yeah. and enjoy the ride. Right now, we're going to get to the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today. We call it the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 12.03. Three. That's the magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Yes, three. it is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? Well, here it is behind door number one. Okay, so the first thing we think you need to hear so you can be in the know today. Listen, I love Tom Hanks. I think he's a master of his craft. He's a national treasure. He is a national treasure. He's turning into an international treasure. Because, okay, do you know this? He is in uh, a production of Henry IV. He plays the character Falstaff. And um, an incident happened at the Shakespeare Center of Los Angeles. That's where he's performing this. An incident happened in the audience where an audience member fainted. Ah, and I don't know. I mean, there, and so then, of course, there's like a a bustle around that person while they treat the medical emergency, basically. Naturally. And Tom Hanks stayed in character. And it's this is hard to hear, but just kind of know what's happening is he is ad-libbing in character while all of this happens so that they can then go on with the show. You are going to hear Tom Hanks in character as Falstaff and Henry IV. somebody up onto stage he stayed fully in character when is tom hanks going to star in his own medieval times dinner theater <laughs> that's what that reminded right. me of his british accent not the best tom no. but it would be perfect over a nice dinner of rotisserie chicken and jousting yeah pre-joust yes a little tom hanks show to warm you I've up i've never been to middle med- medieval times have oh, you oh yes you have yes okay i'm super jealous you should be I know there's one like right outside of Chicago, but it's far enough outside of Chicago that it's not like you 
and stop on the way driving in. And it's not like you're going to leave Chicago, the downtown area, right. to it, go to medieval times. <laughs> Holly, is it anything like the Renaissance Fair? Well, yeah. Yeah, with a like, big okay. dinner. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> like the Renaissance Fair and you sit around uh, a stadium. There's jousting. There's all sorts of things. Now, this is a long time ago and you can usually find medieval times and there's spinoffs in places like Orlando and outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can tell you, Colleen, that you can live a full life without going. Oh, I'm, I don't feel like I can. But maybe I agree put, with you, Colleen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't right, want to see the right. jousting. Well, great. <laughs> now both of you have a new bucket list thing yes. to do. It's on there. It's on yeah, there. and I like this. Okay, so uh, look for Tom Hanks at a medieval times near you. <laughs> I don't know, but I think you're right. I think he could do it. I just am impressed at the um, at the presence of mind it takes. Yeah, and the craft to stay in character in yeah. a Shakespearean show, right. which does not come naturally to people. Yeah, I you know I was impressed Pro- by that. Props to Hanks. Props. Mad props to Hanks. Yes, and now moving on. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Okay, the second thing we think you need to hear so you can be in the know today, Kim Kardashian um, has some thoughts about whether or not she will ever run for office. And this is an interview on CNN with Van Jones. And of course, she's discussing, among other things, uh, the recent um, event where she met with the president to... um, to um, on behalf of, um, oh, geez, I'm going to lose her name. Sorry. Alice Johnson. Alice Johnson, um, who was commuted by the president for a, um, a, a charge that she, where she was serving life. Right. And it was a, a lesser, a it was a nonviolent charge. It was, charge. Mm-hmm. anyway, Kim spoke up and now Van Jones is asking her kind of about that experience and prodding her a little bit. We're going to say, would you ever run for office? I don't think that's, even on my mind. Trump's president, it could happen. I know. That's why Kanye loves him. It's the idea that anything can happen. So, could anything happen with, uh... I guess, never say never, but that's not going to be like a Kim's run. Uh, That's not where I'm, what I'm going for. I just want to help, you know, starting one person at a time. And I think sometimes if more people would just put their personal feelings aside and talk about really important issues that have to be discussed then so much more can get done. I mean, has she ever sounded so sane and rational? Common sense. I know. From Kim Kardashian. I know. I mean, listen, um, the salacious part of the story is the question, would you ever run for office? Yeah, that was a little salacious on their part. Yeah. And CNN, I'm looking at you. You've done some pretty salacious things in the past week. Mm-hmm. You're on notice. You're on notice. But she did, you know, you know, and she answered it, I don't know, to her credit, I think in the most vague way possible. And also was clear about the fact that this was not her saying she is running for right. office. But but the piece where she talks about um, people putting stuff aside and really addressing the things that require addressing, I thought, okay, Kim, I don't usually uh, point at you and go, that's a woman who makes sense. Mm-hmm. But she really is making sense right now. Yes. And I hope that she makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And she keeps on going down this road yes. because she is arguably the most famous person on the planet right now. And if she wants to put her energy behind causes like this, then good on her. Yeah. Yeah. We're for it. We're here for that. All right. Now one more. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. All right. Well, the last thing that you need to be here to be in the know here at uh, the three at 1203 on the Colleen and Bradley show, Thomas Markle. 
Now, we all remember Thomas Markle. He is the father of Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. I love love it when you say it like that. (laughs) I know. I I just want to make sure that I'm not swearing when I say that because (laughs) that's what I'm really afraid of. Well, (laughs) Thomas Markle, he's really talking for the first time in a world exclusive interview with Good Morning Britain. He sat down and uh, talked about a lot of things. And one of the things that he talked about that we'll listen to is how Meghan broke the news to him about being in a relationship with Prince Harry. Mm. Let's have a listen. Well, the first phone calls were... Uh, Daddy, I have a new boyfriend, and uh, and I, I said that's really nice. And then the next call was like he's British, and I said well that's really nice. And then eventually the third time around was like he's a prince, <laughs> and um, at that at that point uh, she said he's it's Harry, and I said oh Harry okay, and um, she said of course we'll have to call him H so no one knows that we're talking about Harry, it's H. Uh, and then we talked about that, and eventually I spoke to him as well. I think every dad kind of wishes the conversation would go like that. Right. <laughs> yes, oh, well, that's nice. Okay, right. just call him, well, that's also nice. Uh, Thomas Markle, Meghan Markle's dad, also went on to say, my daughter has been a princess since the day she was born. Okay, oh. this is kind of sweet. It is sweet, And, you know, he did talk about the fact that he staged paparazzi photographs of himself. But this is what he said on his decision to work with the paparazzi. He said that they would take pictures of him grabbing a beer. They'd take pictures of me getting in my car, taking the garbage out, basically trying to make him look negative. So he thought that working with the paparazzi would be a nice way of improving his look. I mean, who wouldn't honestly want to improve their look in the public eye? Right, of course. And he said, obviously, that went to blank, and I feel bad about it. I apologize for it, and that's really all I can do. And he said that he talked to Megan and Harry about it, and he said that they were both very forgiving about it. Okay, that's kind of sweet. I feel like, you know, if your dad did something like that, Mm -hmm. your heart would go out to him a little bit, in as much as he was just trying to look good, Probably for your sake. Right. And, you know, I listen, I uh, <laughs> I have had like I've had a lengthy relationship with this story of mm-hmm. Thomas Markle and the the whether or not he was going to go to the wedding and the heart attack and the, all of that yes. stuff. Um, but here's what I will say. I don't think any of us could. I, I would be I would be suspicious if somebody disagreed with this. If if you all of the sudden found yourself in the public eye and what was being spread about you was mainly not only negative, but was painting a picture of you as being kind of like a lazy do nothing. Right. You would want to try to figure out how to how to erase that as well. Yeah, I think we all would. Right. And, you know, he's an amateur. He's not. Celebrities know how to work with the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Thomas Markle is a dude living yes. in Mexico and mm-hmm. he's hanging out and he's retired. So he is not a PR master. So he did what he thought was the best and thing to do. Totally backfired. Absolutely. And he could continue to to you know, talk about it as though it didn't happen the way it happened. But instead, he does the very un-Hollywood thing and admits that he did it and he made a mistake. And I feel like that is the most refreshing thing about that story. Keep it real, Thomas. Yeah, Keep it real, you. Thomas Markle. T-Marks. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 107.1. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. 
Elizabeth Reese is here. She's brought the dirt from Hollywood. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, friends. It's nice to be with you. I do have to start with some sad news, and that is about Heather Locklear. This is the big breaking mm-hmm. story today that everybody is talking about, and I'm sure, um, you know, if you're just tuning in for the Dirt Alert, want to make sure that you are briefed. Heather Locklear has been hospitalized for a psychiatric evaluation after a family member claimed that she threatened to take her own life. Uh, so a uh, family member called 911 and said that Heather Locklear, who is 56 years old, was trying to hurt herself and looking for a gun to shoot herself. She did not have access to a weapon. So that's also was being made clear. Uh, but then sheriff's deputies responded to a call to Heather Locklear's home. This happened at about 3.50 p.m. yesterday, and they couldn't confirm Heather Locklear's name, but they said that no someone was transported to the hospital and that no crime had been committed at that actual location. Uh, you know, I think that the good news in this, honestly, is that this is somebody who's been struggling for right. a long time. Yeah. And we've seen many headlines about her. And many mugshots. And many mm-hmm. mugshots. And I think we even had said uh, the last time we had a, a story about her, I hope she gets the help that she needs. Right. And I think this is a move um, for her to do just that. And, uh, you know, we could have been telling a very different story today. You're totally right. Yep. Mm-hmm. She was arrested back in February for felony domestic violence against her boyfriend. During that arrest, she allegedly threatened to shoot officers if they ever returned to her home. So Sheriff's Department, uh, the Sheriff's Department sent multiple units because of that past history. Uh, and then a source close to Heather is telling TMZ that she was agitated during the day. So her parents went to her home and that's when Heather Locklear got violent, choking her mother and hitting her father. And TMZ oh, says mm. it was her mother who was the one who called police. Oh, she's mm. just, I mean, she's so clearly in so much turmoil and right. it, it's heartbreaking. I know. Um, but again, a fitting reminder that uh, it, and fame and fortune and all of the, and the, beauty. the trappings yes, right. of life are not insurance against any type of uh, of mental illness yeah. or um, or struggle. Mm-hmm. And I so, I, again, just a fitting reminder. And like I said, we could be telling a very different story today. There is yeah. something, too, I think, with Heather Locklear. I mean, and and you kind of look at this with women in general where, where there's so much emphasis on someone's appearance yes. and how challenging that can be as you age and inevitably mm-hmm. your appearance is going to change. Yeah, and uh, you, that is, I've thought that same thing, Elizabeth, specifically with Heather Locklear yep. because she was so noted for her beauty. Mm -hmm. And you've seen other women Mm -hmm. in Hollywood and who are famous go through this very same thing. Mm -hmm. Some people just leaving the scene altogether and focusing on other things. And which I think is probably healthy. Yeah. But it is. I mean, it's that idea that when we're just reducing women to one thing, when it is just about how you look, when it is always about. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
how you look mm-hmm. that when that changes, um, if, if that was where you had your self-worth and your identity, then what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, golly. Yeah. It's tough. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. So we're hoping the best for Heather Locke. And I also hope that she then continues to get the help she needs, that this isn't just a one-off you know, and then she gets released and mm-hmm. then gets forgotten about. Yeah. yeah. You know, you really do need to stay on top of that. No, I mm-hmm. agree. Boy, let's look ahead to the most wonderful time of year, shall we? Are we Christmas? going to Christmas? We're going to Christmas, but more specifically, the Hallmark Channel movies <gasps> that air during the holiday season. Oh, yes. My gosh. Let's talk about it. There's a movie called When Calls the Heart that will be joining you for the holidays again. Um, uh, we were Channel. talking about the holidays yeah. on the Hallmark Channel. Are they doing yes. Christmas now in, in July? That's what we're talking about. Oh, Lori Loughlin no. is in it. Oh, of course she it's is. Gonna air, no, it's going to air um, this winter. Oh, it's oh, very okay. exciting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be the fourth When Calls the Heart Christmas movie. Following in the snowy footsteps of 2017's When Calls the Heart the Christmas Tree Wishing Tree. 2016, when calls the heart Christmas, and 2015, when calls the heart New Year's wish. I just give this to you because I know that there is a large percentage of my talk listeners who really adore the Hallmark Channel holiday movies. And I feel like if you're having like a low day or you're feeling like it's too hot and it's too humid, winter is coming and it will be studded with the joy. But did you have to remind us that winter is coming? I'm really (laughs) enjoying the humidity, to be honest. Lori Laughlin, who of course played Aunt Becky on Full House, House, I learned last weekend. Or a couple weekends ago when I was out on a boat with our friends, this is a really fun question to ask your significant other. And particularly when you're with other couples, ask who are the hottest celebrities to them. So like, okay, who are your top three hottest mm-hmm. celebrities? Yeah. It really tells a lot about a person. And my husband couldn't even pick three. He picked two, Beyonce and Lori Laughlin. Those what? are his two hottest wow. celebrities. Okay. It I mean, that, really right. funny. that is, that is a headline right there. That is totally respectable. I know. It kind like, of made me love him more. I thought those are really good choices. Yeah. And that doesn't make me feel bad about myself. Was, <laughs> what, what, was Lori Laughlin his first celebrity crush? When he was on, she was on Becky on first full house. Yeah. He like loved her and he still thinks that she's so smoking hot. Because well, I'm like totally like, cool too. That like, cool. first celebrity crush stays with you. I know. Forever. Uh, well, you know. Oh, Colleen. Mine was Kirk Cameron. Yeah, mine so was I'm too. just kind of letting ooh, that one. Okay. I've let that one I, go. Yeah, I'll give you guys yeah, that. I let loved it go. Kirk Cameron. Yes, me too. Although Ricky Especially Schroeder if you grew up also active was in your youth one. group and oh, you yeah. were about our age, then you loved Kirk right? Cameron. Right? Oh. Can I just say about Hallmark movies before we move on? Yes. I know myself well enough to know I can't even dabble in them because that would become a slippery slope for me. I can't believe you're not into it. I, that's because I have to hold myself away from it. Oh, God. Because I know. Oh, that once I once I pop, I won't stop. It's like it's like the Pringles of television. Yeah, that's true. You should have Pringles while watching a Hallmark. Oh no, movie. that no. sounds like a very You've very dark. Out of your know thyself. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Uh, the renovations at their twenty million dollar Hidden Hills mansion have ground to a halt seven months after they moved in, and it's nowhere near completion. This is like the new Winchester Mystery House. Do you guys know about that? No. There was a movie based on it earlier this year starring Helen Mirren. It's a house in San Jose, California. 
Sarah, I think her name is Sarah Winchester. She kept on building this house and she was never done because she was trying to guide ghosts oh, into certain yes. parts of oh, the yes. house. I know which this I know this house. It's the 21st century Winchester Mystery yeah. House. When can we go on tour? Because I feel like this house is never going to get done. You're so tr- you're so never right. going to be completed. Okay, so they got a bunch of aerial shots, you guys, and it just looks like a full out like war zone construction That's zone a going on. Yeah, oh. it's a total mess. Um, it looks like work has just kind of stopped. The home has been under renovations for the last four years. They did again move in seven months ago. He wanted to build a lake in the midst of the grounds of their eight-bedroom, ten-bathroom home. That's what TMZ reported at one point. The lake would be five times the size of any other pool in the gated community of Hidden Hills. They dug a large hole for a new pool. It took two years to dig it. Mm. Um... But it's very odd. They Things are moving at a snail's pace. They have a theater next to the pool. It, that was a late addition to the remodeling work. But it's, again, just holes in the ground. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> Elizabeth Reese, thanks for the dirt alert. You can welcome. catch your next dirt alert at 520 on My Talk 1071. And now we need a caller for our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. My Talk 1071. Everything. I've never wanted a human's blood so much in my life. Entertainment. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, is in Africa. Uh, and Holly is here filling in with me. Sonny is here on the controls. Woo-hoo. We are all just having a little girl time. Uh, but right now, we are doing the 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second Who's on the line, Colleen, and what are they playing for? Anita is on the line, and what is Anita playing for today? I believe she's playing for a pair of movie passes to the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary, (gasps) Won't You Be My Neighbor? That's awesome. Yay. All right, Anita, hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, Anita, are you ready? Yes. All right, the timer will begin after I read you the first question. Here we go. Genie in a Bottle was the first big hit for which singer? Christina Aguilera. What make of car serves as the time machine in Back to the Future? Keep going, keep going, keep going. You can pass, too. Which singer was known as the king of... Yes, DeLorean. Which singer was known as the king of pop? Michael Jackson. Gaston is the villain in what Disney movie? Beauty and the Beast. What does MTV stand for? Music television. Yay! Yay! Congratulations, Anita. Anita, you and a friend are going to see that Mr. Rogers movie. I'm so jealous and I wish I could be your friend. But uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor is the name of that movie. Congratulations. Congratulations, Anita. Anita. Thank you very much. We got a winner on that one. That was very exciting. It was. All right. Uh, Since we don't have to go back through any of those questions to give you the real answers because Anita was so smart, we like to move on to solving mysteries and we do it in the form of blind items that Holly has brought to us in a segment called Blinded by the Item. And by the way, joining us today in Blinded by the Item is our very special guest guesser, 
one, the only Donna Valentine. Donna, are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. Donna, you better be all warmed up because you just got done with your show, Donna and Steve, which means you've done a lot of celebrity talking. Yes. And so you better be all warmed up because we're going to need your help. All right. All right. Bring it on, Here is our first blind item. We have to think about a disgraced A-list celebrity. Ooh, okay. A disgraced A-minus list. Okay, so a little below A-list. Disgraced A-minus list celebrity is the subject of our first blind item. This might be a first. A bot farm was hired by this now disgraced A-minus list celebrity in order to fight back through the court of public opinion. One thing written nicely about him is then followed up by dozens of other supportive comments on social media, all written by accounts with zero followers and zero previous posts. Okay, I go, my first thought is John Travolta. Oh. Okay, not John Travolta. A minus. John Travolta would be permanent A list. Do you really? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think he would be permanent A list. All right. Okay, so A minus. A minus. Fallen a little bit. Now keep in mind the word celebrity. Okay. Celebrity. Okay, so maybe not an actor. Yeah. Maybe a reality star. Uh, Okay. Not Not a reality reality star. star. Maybe. Uh, a news person? Man. Uh, now think about someone who was recently in the news for unsavory things. Chris Hardwick? Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, so can we fill in the blank yes, on that? Yes, let's fill in the blank again. This is not a confirmed blind item, but we're going with the consensus of the comments section of crazydaysandnights.net mm-hmm. for this blind item. This might be a first. A bot farm was hired by Chris Hardwick in order to fight back through the court of public opinion. One thing written nicely about Chris Hardwick is then followed up by dozens of other supportive comments on social media, all written by accounts with zero followers and zero previous posts. Oh my god. That Smooth is move. Right? <laughs> oh god. Also, okay, I just I have to say I think we are smarter consumers of social media yes. than we used to be. And yes. so doing something like that it is pretty easy for us to see right through that. Have you looked into that at all, Holly? He hasn't posted in a while, okay. but I think the thing is, is that he hasn't posted, but there are people making positive comments On about his him. behalf. Yes. And then the bots follow those positive comments mm-hmm. and then okay. proliferate them throughout the Twitterverse. so fascinating. We see through you. Yeah, yes. it's insulting, man. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our next blind item, shall we? Blinded by the item. Our next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with... Is a foreign-born former A-list singer turned reality star. Oh, that's a lot. Okay, foreign-born former yep. A-list singer turned reality, reality star. star. Got it. Okay. Here's your blind item. Okay. Not confirmed. This foreign-born former A-list singer turned reality star, all of you know, is trading sex for both drugs and for detective oh, services. Oh. She thinks she is living some kind of spy novel right now. She could use some professional help, but thinks she has it all under control. Born a list singer turned reality star. Yeah. Is the reality star, um, because oftentimes, like a singer will also then be a judge on a reality competition show. Wow. Good call. Okay. Foreign born. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't want to say who I think it is. Mel B. Oh, I was going to like not say her. 
So I'm glad that you did. <laughs> Wait, who were you going to say? I was thinking Shakira. I don't know why. Oh, oh my gosh. Not a bad guess. But her hips don't lie. So I well, can't be her. Yeah, but her tax receipts oh, do. That's but right. that's another mm-hmm. story. Different Shakira. story. Mm-hmm. Different story. Different singer. All okay, right. Mel B. <gasps> let me fill in the blank for you on this blind item. Mel B. is trading sex for both drugs and for detective services. Mel B. thinks she's living some kind of spy novel right now. She could use some professional help, but thinks she has it all under control. Oh, Is she know, have, like dad, baby well, daddy I, problems. Well, yeah, she does. I mean, you know, she has since because you remember her ex-husband, the one who uses the last name Belafonte Belafonte and is yes. no relation to Harry Belafonte at all, but wants people to believe that he is. That is so right. Gross. And he was awful to her. Remember that she also has a child with Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yes. And he didn't even want to have anything to do with her anymore, which, you know, Mm. Eddie Murphy, I think, um, is comfortable in um, chaotic situations, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but was not comfortable in that. That tells me a story, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, what's her what's her deal? All right. Moving on to our next blind item. Now, this is a confirmed item on crazydaysandnights.net. What that means is that there is a name attached to this this blind item and it has been published. So a confirmed blind item. We have to think about an A-list reality star with a lucrative side gig. Mm. An A-list reality star with a lucrative side gig. Here's your blind item. I joke about this A-list reality star with a lucrative side gig a lot, but apparently there is a very serious threat right now about kidnapping her child. The child has people with her 24-7 in addition to the security already guarding the reality star. Are you? Are we thinking... Bethany? Ka- oh, I was going to say... Okay. Uh, okay. I, That's Dodonna. Okay. I was going to say Kylie Jenner. Oh, You know why that totally God. tickled my brain was because... Remember that she just wiped all the pictures of little Stormy off of her yes, she did. Instagram and she made a big deal out of that and, and asked for privacy, which to me tells that tells a story that she's concerned about those images being out there. Yes. Oh, jeez. <gasps> right. Let Ooh, me fill you uh, in on this one. I joke about Kylie Jenner a lot, but apparently there is a very serious threat right now about kidnapping little Stormy. Stormy has people with her 24-7 in addition to the security already guarding Kylie Jenner. So this, if you're to believe crazydaysandnights.net, yeah. this is a confirmed blind right. item that this is a really serious issue that's happening right now in you know, Kylie Jenner's life. I That is frightening. And I will tell you, if I were that level of celebrity, mm-hmm. uh, that would be a constant fear, especially after the things that happened to Kim, to Kim in Paris. Um, you know, I think that you would think that they have all kind of learned a lesson about how much they put out there. Totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, ugh, gosh, that one's a I tough know, one. especially when a child is involved. Right? Yeah. Oh, scary. Yeah. Donna, oh, thank you for doing that again. Oh, you're welcome. You did this a great job. Better today. Oh, I didn't hear. How was Friday? Terrible? Um, oh, okay. I didn't do very good. You it's were okay. just warming up, Donna. It was yeah, Friday. Thank you were you, just Holly. warming up. It's Monday. It's a new week, a new day, it's new true. blind items. And, I, you know, there are some days that are worse than others and more difficult, but once you start flexing the muscle again... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Good. Using the brain. I know um, um, Marley was texting, Matt Lauer! Oh. <laughs> Matt Lauer! 
Oh, the like, blind item, Colleen. Just yes, because I missed you it. On this blind item from last Friday, let me read it to you. I think we still have it right here. Here was the blind item. Uh, it was, let's see. The, okay, here's your blind item. There is talk that this network is working on a deal to bring back this disgraced <gasps> employee not to his old job, but to something new. Mm-mm. And I've been meeting with him about it. That would be a horrible decision. Yes. Blind item being Matt Lauer and NBC. Mm-hmm. The evidence being Matt Lauer photographed but blocks away from Rockefeller Center on Thursday, looking like he was taking meetings with somebody. No! no bad idea. Long, Matt no, Lauer. thank you. Well, Donna, thank you. Here you're welcome. She'll be back tomorrow and throughout the week to help us with our blind items. Now, I was not here on Friday um, and I was doing something so cool and I can't wait to tell you what it was. It was total nerd cool. That's why Holly's laughing. Yeah. I toured a house that you would know from a fictional story. And I'll tell you what the house was, where it was, and what happened after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Okay, I wanted to tell you guys why I wasn't here on Friday because I think it's something that a lot of people don't even know exists. And it's less than a gas tank away. And it is, it, I, we had a ball. I'm going to tell you where we were on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer is in Uganda. We are going to hear from him a little bit later uh, by a voicemail that he sent. Um, but Holly Roberts is filling in. Yes. Thank you. You're and welcome. Sonny's here on the controls. Hey. Okay. So, okay. So, when I was young, I read a book a series of books and I was a particular fan of this series of books called Betsy Tacy. Have you ever heard of these books? Absolutely not. Really? Not. Okay. <laughs> no, so this is really interesting to me because there are, if you, if you've heard about them, um, you, you have read many of them. It is a series of books and it's written by a, an author named Maud Hart Lovelace. These books were written in the 1940s and they were, um, Similar in many ways to the Little House on the Prairie books Mm -hmm. in that they told the story of a young girl and living in a time, uh, a time gone by. Okay, so the story of Betsy and Tacey, written by Maud Hart Lovelace, is a story about two friends. One of them, Betsy, is actually the author herself. Looking back in the same way that Laura Ingalls Wilder wrote about herself in her books. Exactly. The the big difference being that Laura Ingalls Wilder is talking about herself. Yeah. Maud Hart Lovelace uses these these names as uh, the fictionalized version of her and her best friend, Tacey in the book, but in real life uh, was a, a young girl who went by the nickname Bick. And the two of them lived across the street from each other in a town called Deep Valley. Well, Deep Valley is actually Mankato, Minnesota. Ah! Yes. And these books were read by my mom. And again, like I said, there's a series. And what's unique about this series is you, they start very elementary. My daughter read mm-hmm. them. Um, when she was about six, she started reading them. And as you grow... The characters grow and the um, the liter the literary tools grow. And so sure. you can grow into reading the entire series They're like the little house books. Exactly. Eventually, Betsy ends up getting married. And then that's kind of a more adult style novel, not adult novel like 
Fifty Shades of Grey. Like a young adult novel. Yes. So, okay, so so she writes about her own life in Mankato, Minnesota. Well, I've I like I said, my mom read these books. I read these books. My daughter has started reading these books. And I thought, you know what? We should go and visit Mankato and see the sites that are in the book. Well, lucky for me, uh, the homes that the actual Betsy and the actual Tacy lived in have been um, obtained by a society, a literary society called the Betsy Tacy Society. Um, people have been living in those homes like they were just their homes. Um, but they were able to purchase both of the homes, which are across the street from each other in a residential neighborhood in Mankato. And they were able to restore one of them to what they believe the home looked like when Maud herself lived in the home. Oh, that's really cool. And the other one is like a gift shop, an interpretive center. And it's a place where, you know, but, but, and that was Tacy, her best friend's mm-hmm. house. And you can kind of see how it might have been at that time, but it's not the same where it's really been restored it's to the best of their ability. It's like a Minnesota history center. Exactly. And then once you get there to Deep Valley, Mankato, there are scenes in the book and, and, and you get to actually like put yourself in the scenes of the book. So you see this big hill that they talk about there's a bench that the two girls used to sit on and dangle their legs the bench is there there's a park that was just two blocks from their home which represented the outer limits of where their mothers would allow them to explore we went to that park it's still there it is still there it's a little bit different than it was then but naturally but but you get a feel for i mean think about one of your favorite books as a child like for me one of them would have been to kill a mockingbird Mm -hmm. To be able to go into that space and see yeah. how and 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 check it with your own imagination um is kind of an amazing thing to, to to do. So this was actually my um my Christmas present to my mom. Um because again, she passed these books down through through all the generations. And I just have to say, again, it's less than it's like less than a gas tank. It's an hour and a half from Minneapolis to go to Mankato you can uh, arrange to have a one-on-one tour with a docent which incidentally I will just quickly tell the story I did not do you're supposed to do it two weeks ahead of time but you just showed up at the house well I did email beforehand (laughs) and I was like I we did not do this and I'm so sorry and they're closed and I'm freaking out Mm -hmm. Um, they ended up arranging something and we did have somebody to give us the tour Thank you. But I want people to also just know that this exists because this is a really small nonprofit that they are running. And it, but it is a historical. Um, these stories are historical. And when do these novels take place? In the early 1900s. So we're talking um, we're talking carriages. We are talking. Um, and, and you know what was really interesting is to think about this um, in Mankato. What I didn't know about Mankato. Now, I went to school in St. Peter, which is literally 15 minutes north of Mankato. Yeah. We went to Mankato to go to Target. So I didn't know a lot of Mankato because I just hadn't gone through the city. It is a beautiful city, first of all, and it is situated on a hill. And when you think like I really had to think about the fact that, first of all, I can't even imagine cars driving up those hills Mm -hmm. in the winter, let alone horses and buggies trying to navigate those streets when they were thinner and you know and all the homes kind of stacked up this was at a time where there was not indoor plumbing so we were able to see where the well was it was a nice sort of history lesson for my daughter to try to imagine what that would be like at that at her age she would have been helping 
Yeah. Go get the water, bring the water back in. Um, it was amazing. And it was so cool. Well, now, how did she respond okay. to going to the house? Because she's a fan of Betsy Tacy. Mm-hmm. And so, and whatever she's imagining in her mind about the books is probably different than you. So, what was her impression of seeing it in real life? So, you know, in the book, they talk about this great big house, right? Well, the the Bets the house that Betsy lived in, Betsy Maud Hart Lovelace, the the author of the book, her real house, it was probably big to them. It is right. not a big house. Yeah, you know, a family of of five, three kids would be sharing one room, and then and that room is not a big room, and then there would be a room next to it that was being uh, that was inhabited by probably somebody who was going to college in town from out in the country a border a border yep and then the family and and you know the furniture was smaller people were smaller there was a there's a front parlor in the house that they the kids could only be in when they were playing piano when they were um, practicing their piano and my daughter i mean that blew her mind <laughs> she was like wait a minute they couldn't come in this room and then just learning things about like how at the time not many people had telephones, obviously. And so, yeah. so women would do social calls in the afternoon and they would bring these calling cards. And that's, that's how they, that's just how they lived. They that's would go, how you communicated yes. because you didn't have a smartphone exactly. to share the latest news. I mean, I think her brain, like, you know, she hears me tell her things about life before we had mobile phones in our hands all the time. And you had to actually like, you could only call from your house. And the thing was like connected to a wall. My daughter's right. like, why you're so old. But here I'm like, they didn't have cars. There were horses. We showed her. I mean, they have like the, the, the hitching block out inside of the front of the house where they would have to hitch up the horse. I mean, it blew her mind. So Mankato, Minnesota, the Betsy Tacy Society, honestly, read the books and then go visit because they need visitors to keep this thing alive. It was just amazing. Thank you for listening to my story. When we come back, uh, it was Father's Day. We're going to have a little Celebrity Father's Day roundup. And it wasn't so great for some celebrities.